guys, you're listening to The Balancing Act, where no financial topic is taboo. I'm Christy Hayes, and during our time together, we'll start to search for your financial zen. So let's go, because it's time to get real. Good morning. I have had my usual cup of coffee, not two this morning. So I am really excited to dive into this topic, and hands down, it is probably one of the biggest fears people have, I think, and it's really, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's misplaced in a sense because it's really rewarding, but it is really expensive. Planning to have a baby. I, I think most people hear that and it almost feels like impossible to be financially ready to have a kid. And I've got a newsflash for you. I don't really believe anybody's 100% financially ready to have a baby. There's so many things to consider. And you don't have to have it all together now. There are some important things that you do need to have together. But babies really don't need that much. And when I say don't need that much... They don't need every gadget and gizmo and thing you see on Amazon and thing outfit that you see on Instagram, every 50 hair bows. I mean, babies are super simple. They want to be held. They want to be loved. They want to be fed. They want to be changed. They want to eat. They're relatively simple. So when it comes to the cost, let's break it down a little bit. First, let's talk about prenatal care because that's the first thing that's going to come up. And you're going to have doctor's visits. You're going to have prenatal vitamins. You're probably going to want to stay active, going for walks. That's not really going to cost you anything, but I'm just throwing it out there. Stay active. Prenatal vitamins and stuff like that's pretty ancillary. You can get a, you know, a good vitamin on Amazon for like 30 bucks a month. I just put mine on an auto ship. By the way, I'm like right in the throes of this. I have a 10-month-old boy and he is a little monster. He's so much fun. He eats me out of house and home. <laughs> I think I I, uh, I pretty much go to the grocery store and just buy baby food because this little sucker can eat. But anyway, he, you know, it's really rewarding and I have a lot of fun. So when I start talking about all this, I might trail off a bit, but I am currently right in the throes of it. And it is my second child. I have a daughter who's five and she is my pride and joy. She's just like me and she eats a lot less. She's a picky little eater. She'll eat anything but just not much. Anyway, so prenatal care and then the next thing that's kind of one of the basics and then obviously your doctor's visits and stuff like that, having those covered. And the big thing you're going to want to talk about with your either insurance company or your HR department is the labor and delivery costs because that's going to be a big chunk right away that you need to start planning for. Covering a deductible or stuff like that, or even out-of-pocket costs, whatever that is, you need to call your insurance company, you need to talk to your HR department. So I would say ranging between anywhere between two and $5,000 is a good rule of thumb just to start accumulating if you're going to plan on starting a family for, for the hospital bills, if you have insurance. It's pretty easy or at least it was for me, I say pretty easy. For me, on my second child, the most recent one, it was much easier than the first, 
the first one, I did not have maternity insurance. I don't know why at 21, I didn't think I needed that. <laughs> but uh, I had to add it, and it added all these really expensive premiums, and then I also had pretty high deductibles and stuff. So my daughter cost me probably like $8,000, I would say, just because I wasn't super prepared. With Henry, the more recent baby, I was much more prepared. Something about being a parent, you just start to like be on top of things a bit more, kind of because you have to, otherwise you'll just go crazy. So with my second one, we called HR and spoke with them, and they did just like a general quote for us about like what's covered and how much it'll be and each day in the hospital and stuff like that. So it's a great resource to just call your insurance provider, your HR department, and chat with them about what's covered. Usually they're very helpful and they uh, are used to doing that. The next thing is you can ask them to, uh, I think at a certain point in your pregnancy, you can call and get free breast pump. A lot of insurance companies offer those nowadays. There's a lot of resources out there. I would just Google it and look for some information about that, but also ask your insurance provider because that's how I got mine. Once you've covered the prenatal care and the labor and delivery, we come to baby stuff. And baby stuff is a lot of stuff. There is clothes, bottles, diapers, wipes, formula, car seats, furniture, baby food, car seats. I mean, the list goes on. Baby toys, rockers, swings, pacifiers, those little things that you suck out their nose with, <laughs> the nail clippers you need, the baby powder. I mean, there's, if you go into any of these baby stores, there's just gobs of stuff. So prioritizing what you really need is important, but also reining in those friends and family at that baby shower that can help you with some of those costs, mainly on like clothes, a car seat is a big one. I would see people spending about $300 on a good car seat stroller kind of thing. They, they have like combos now that are really great. My mom always complains about how easy my car seat is because back in the day, you, didn't, you couldn't just take them out of the car and put them onto the stroller in their car seat. Yeah, she had to unbuckle all of us and take us out of our car seat and put us into the stroller or the grocery cart or whatever she was doing. I'm the youngest of five, by the way. So bless her for having five children and for dragging us all out of the car and into the grocery store. I'm sure we weren't very good, although she says we were great. Anyway, yeah, clothes are a big one. The car seat, the furniture, getting a crib. They don't need a lot. I mean, they essentially need those things, and those are some big items that your family can kind of help you cover. And if not, they're, they're items that you need to start planning for because baby's going to need somewhere to sleep. Baby's going to need somewhere to ride in the car. Baby's going to need some clothes. Um, hand-me-downs are really great. Babies grow at a rapid pace. So people just, the babies just don't wear the clothes very long. I have a friend who had a boy about a year before me. I'm incredibly grateful because I don't think I've really had to buy much clothes for my son at all. If it was, it was just something I wanted more so than I needed. I sh every time I see her, she's just got a great big bag of, of clothes, and they're all just in perfect condition. It's just such a blessing, and it's such a cost savings for me to not have to go out every three months. I'd say every three months you need to go out and buy, um, you know, because it kind of goes zero to three months, three to six, nine to 12, and or six to nine, nine to 12. It's kind of the way the, the baby sizes flow, and just hand-me-downs are great they gently use clothes. They're not wearing these suckers out. They're not wearing them for years. They're wearing them for a couple months. 
I, I can't say enough about that. So if you have a friend who has a kid, and even if they're selling some of their stuff, I bought some shoes from my friend, uh, like five pair, and they were $6 a piece. And if I was to go out and buy those shoes at the store, they're like $32 a piece. So finding friends or just resale stuff is really great because it's so gently used and used for such a short period of time. It's just a huge cost savings for you. Reoccurring expenses are going to be like diapers, wipes, formula, and baby food. I would say you probably spend about $80 a month on diapers and wipes. And then if you aren't breastfeeding, it's probably about $100 a month on formula. They're about $25 a tub. I don't have to go through each and every item with you, but what I'm trying to say is the plan for having a kid, what you need to do is just write out a plan for what your monthly reoccurring expenses are going to be. Then also write out those big ticket items and add them to your registry or talk to some people about maybe just chipping in towards paying for some of those things like the car seat and the furniture. So those are some big things you can do starting out to prepare for what the cost of a kid is going to be. So once you've got kind of a handle on your monthly expenses and your prenatal care and your labor and delivery, the next big thing to jump into is going to be your maternity and paternity leave if those apply and obviously maternity leave. Some, some dads get paternity leave and sometimes they don't. Um, I think more and more often they are, they are allowing them to have leave. My husband did with the second one, which was super nice, and I needed him a lot, or maybe I thought I needed him a lot. <laughs> Since he was there, I used him a lot. It was, it's a godsend to have that time to bond with your baby and to just recover and to enjoy those moments of of becoming a parent and it's so much joy and so much happiness and I I can't say enough how rewarding it is to be a parent and I I love it I love it never thought I would I actually was the 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 aunt that was like I'm never having kids I'm just gonna be you know Auntie Christie and I'm gonna take care of them and babysit for y'all which was great for them I'm sure everyone was kind of bummed whenever they found out I was pregnant <laughs> there goes my babysitter because she's gonna be doing her own thing but I just love kids so definitely encourage you to take time to bond with your kids and take that leave and enjoy the time together once that's over the next cost we need to consider is child care is someone going to be staying at home with the child and so that kind of fixes that or are you going to need to start looking into the cost of a daycare or a babysitter that is something that it definitely ranges by state, but I think you can expect to spend anywhere between like $750 to $1,200 a month or more. I would definitely find out from, you know, your chosen provider if there's someone in your area that you know of or if there's a daycare that your friend's kids go to or something like that. I say shop it out because, you know, you never know. My daughter and son both go to, we're very fortunate in the fact that there is a church day school program right next door to my work where they go. It's only from 9 to 2.30, so it's not full time, but there are churches in the area that do have before care and after care. So like before 9 and after 2.30 all the way to, I think, 5.30 they, uh, for like an extra charge. So but it's much more reasonable than traditional daycare. If, I mean, if you're looking for something faith-based, then that's definitely something I would recommend. It's been a 
true blessing to our family, having that and having them there with people that we know and trust. So I definitely recommend just checking out what options are available in your area because daycare is going to be one of those huge recurring expenses if somebody doesn't stay home with the kids or if you don't have like a grandparent or someone that's going to watch them for you. I definitely think that's the, the biggest thing that people worry about is the cost of childcare and two, just entrusting your child to someone. That's more important than anything, I think, is just being able to drop them off somewhere where you know that they're happy, they're going to learn, they're going to have fun, and they are in, in good hands. So, um, and there's a ton of good daycares out there. And there's a ton of good day school programs. I, I encourage you to go out there and look at those and just find what works best for your family. The next thing I want to mention is not to forget to update your wills and beneficiaries because I know with my second one, I did it all with my first one. I was like right on the forefront. And then whenever my son was born, I, I just kind of forgot. I got all swept up in the joy of being a mom and coming back to work and the, you know, getting all of that back together. And then like six months went by and I was like, whoa, I got to add him to my will. I got to add him to my retirement accounts, anything like that, like just kind of spaced. Also, don't forget to add them to your insurance. I want to rein that back. I, every, time I, every time I do this, I, I come across something that I forgot to say or that is really important. I'm glad I thought of it. Make sure you add them to your insurance because with my daughter, I forgot or didn't know or something. I think they told me they told me in the hospital they'll come to you with a bunch of forms when you're in the hospital and you're like right in the middle of just like taking care of this little being who really needs you and then they want to tell you all this really important stuff while you're in there and you just don't remember it. Regardless, you need to uh, add your kid to your insurance, I think within like the first 30 days. Because what happened was I took her to her doctor's appointments and she got shots and tests and all these stuff done. Then I got this huge bill in the mail and I was like, no, this is, this is covered by my insurance. And they were like, no, she's not on there. You know, I had that oh crap moment where I had to pay that bill and it sucked. So anyway, with my son, I got him out of the insurance because I was not going to do that again. Some of this stuff's just trial by fire. <laughs> and it's nice to have some, some tips and pointers before you dive into it. So I hope that this has been helpful. I think the best thing to do is to make a plan. Failure to plan is planning to fail. I know that that's something I've said before, but I cannot, cannot encourage you guys enough to just make a plan don't worry about being perfect. No parent is. Do your best. They need a lot less than you think. Recruit your friends and family for some of the big stuff and for some help with nights out with your spouse. Having a babysitter that, that gives you guys a chance to go out and just enjoy time together is really important for your emotional health and for you, the health of your relationship too. My husband and I suffer to this all the time because we just love being around our kids. And we're not really like thrilled whenever we leave them and we go out to dinner by ourselves, but we know that we need to and we know that it's good for us to do that. We also really love taking them with us and doing things with them and, and being with them because they're a lot of fun and, and we just enjoy them. Taking that time with your spouse and getting a babysitter and stuff like that, it's another cost to consider, but I think for the emotional health of your relationship, it's another really good thing to do and just enjoy it and just love on those babies and I really encourage you to do it because it's a it's a, a great step in life and it's so much joy and fun and I want to point out to you guys that this is a having a baby topic this is not 
saving for kids because kids have a bunch of other costs that I'm going to dive into. I'll probably do like a kids one or yeah, just like a kids one where I'll, I'll go over extracurricular activities, buying a car, buying car insurance is going to go up, saving for college, all those things are, are totally separate of just like the baby stuff that I've kind of covered here. So there's other things that you need to be considering long term, but the basics of like having a baby in the first like three to four years of their life, this is pretty much covering it. They're going to want to have clothes, they're going to want to have food, they're going to want to have a bed to sleep in, and they're going to want to be taken care of. So those are kind of the baby stuff. And then I'll dive into like the kid stuff because my daughter actually just got evaluated at gymnastics. They were like, hey, can we take her and like do an evaluation with her and uh, let you know how, how we think she's doing? We really want to see if we can put her on team. I was like, oh yeah, that's great, because she's been doing uh, cheer and tumbling there for a little while. And then when it was all done, they were like, all right, you want to add her to gymnastics? We think she'd be great for our level two team, and it's only going to be like 40-something dollars a month extra. And so then I was like, more? Which is great, and it's exciting, and you feel like you want to encourage them to go and do it, and what's another 40, 50 bucks whenever we're talking about the future of our children here? But you do have to consider those costs, soccer, softball, gymnastics, all these things that you want to obviously put your kids in horse lessons. There's a lot of other things. and Like I said, I'm going to get into those later, but (laughs) they happen. And once they get past, I think, the age of four, really, with my daughter, she started to do a lot more. And so kind of hitting that mark, I think, is there and up. There's a lot of other costs to consider, and I'll jump into those later. And I hope this was helpful for you guys. And like I always try to say, just stay positive, enjoy the journey, and I'll talk to you next time. That's it for this episode of The Balancing Act. Remember, living below your means in the good times is the best way to survive the bad times. I'm Christy Hayes, and as always, thanks for listening. The information contained herein is provided solely for informational and educational purposes, reflects only a summary of the topics covered, and should not be construed as the provision of personalized investment advice or the making of any investment recommendation. Rather, the content simply reflect the opinions and views of the speakers, which are subject to change without notice. There is no guarantee that the views and opinions expressed herein will come to pass. Listeners should conduct their own independent investigation into the topics covered and should consult their professional, financial, legal, and tax advisors before taking action on any of the content contained in the podcast. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of amounts invested. 